Previously on Episodical, The Search for B.B. Kimball. I am not a professional investigator, but I am a writer. I currently work at WBEZ Chicago, and I recently took a short leave of absence to pursue this investigation. Wow, so you, you really know a lot about the people in this town, huh? <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm the Brady's Pub waitress. All right, so here I am again, standing outside of the apartment building that I lived in with my mother. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to break in. And we'll see what happens. All right, I am inside the apartment. I'm Joe Kimball, and this is Episodical, The Search for B.B. Kimball, Episode 5, Memories. <gasps> oh my god! <gasps> Wait a second. Joe? Oh my gosh! This is Joe Kimball. What are the chances? Uh, aren't you the waitress from Brady's Pub? That's me, Amy, the Brady's Pub waitress. I waited on her the other day. I know, you told me. I was so jealous. Joe, I'm Jackie. Remember my voice? I left a message on your tip line. Oh, right. Yeah, the, uh, the... Satan worshiper. Yeah, that's me. Oh, uh, what are you two doing here? We are such huge fans of your podcast. Obsessed. We started a Reddit thread and... We thought maybe we could help you find out what happened to your mom. We're... We're investigating. Oh. You're here to help me? We figured we should check out the last place you and your mom lived. Oh, it's Greg the groomer from the Kiriakis Kennels. What's the sitch? Apparently, Nicole Walker and Eric Brady slept together. Shut up. How did he find out? Well, excuse he- me. Um, it doesn't seem like there's anything here for me to find, so I'm going to I'm going to head out. <gasps> no, 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 no. You just got here. One sec. Oh my gosh, Nurse Lizzie heard from Pastor Zach that Stefan invited Gabby to move back into the Demera mansion. Shut up! It's true! I can't! I know! Sorry, sorry to interrupt, but why are you two so invested in all of these other people's lives? Are they family of yours, or... No, they're not family. We just love them. The Hortons, the Bradys... Damaras, the Carvers. John, Marlena. They're not our families, but they feel like our families. Please don't take offense, but I find it odd that there is this social structure in Salem where a few people are the main focus of all the people. I was at a bakery yesterday, and the person toasting my bagel told me all about Ava Vitali's skincare routine. Microdermabrasion twice a month. And she does not use soap to wash. It's... Baby oil. Yes, I know. We also know which setting Steve Johnson uses for his beard trimmer. We'll tell you if you're interested. Actually, I'm, I'm not interested. Weird. Why aren't you interested in Steve Patch Johnson's beard trimmer? Because I'm here to find out what happened to my mother. I'm not here to find out the beauty secrets of Salem's prominent citizens. Amy, I know that you're the Brady's pub waitress, right? Uh, but what else do you do? 
I don't understand the question. I'm Amy, the Brady's pub waitress. Yes, but don't you, I don't know, like have hobbies? Oh, yes, totally. I collect movie ticket stubs. Oh, okay. That's kind of cool. Are they new films or classics or foreign films? Ones that John Black discards in the trash after he and Marlena go out on a date night. (sighs) Okay. Uh, What about you, Jackie? What do you do? I organize Salem's devil worshiping events. Uh huh. Yes. Well, I know that. But like, are you married? Uh, do you have a significant other? Or hmm, I I don't think so. You don't think so? Well, what about you, Amy? Do you have family? Do you have like parents or cousins or do you have kids? No, no. But but I think I used to want that. Before I moved to Salem. Yeah. Before I moved here, I wanted kids. But now I... I'm Amy, the Brady's pub waitress. (sighs) Okay, don't you two think it's odd that you don't have your own life stuff? I guess I never really thought about it. Me either. Oh my god! Sammy Brady is coming to town for a visit. Uh, I hate her, but in like the best way. Okay, I'm leaving. Have a good day. Hold on. Before you go. We found something for you. You found something for me. Here? No, not here. I work at the Salem Book Bin when I'm not organizing Salem's Devil Worshipping Group. And I ran into Marlena Evans, current housekeeper. She's worked for Marlena since your mom disappeared. And she said she saw your mom after the day she supposedly disappeared. What? That, that is huge. Here, I wrote her info down for you. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thank you so much. I guess it's not so terrible that we don't have our own lives after all, is it? Shortly after this exchange of info, I got out of that old apartment as quickly as I could. Amy and Jackie were trying to convince me to dye my hair red like longtime Salem resident Maggie Horton Kiriakis. Which is fine. I mean, I've always thought I'd look good as a redhead. But then they pulled out a clump of Maggie's hair they stole from her hairbrush so that I could do an exact color match, and that was just one step too far for me. I left a voicemail for Marlena's current housekeeper to follow up on the tip. But I'm not holding my breath for her to return my call. As we've established already in previous episodes, with the exception of Kristen Demera, everyone in this town seems to love Marlena Evans and wants to protect her reputation. I wouldn't be surprised if her current housekeeper refuses to have an honest conversation with me if it paints Marlena in a bad light. I actually got a message on the tip line this morning illustrating my point. Hi, my name is Emily. I work at Salem's postal office. I listen to a lot of podcasts while delivering mail all around Salem and recently came across yours. After hearing your last episode, I was compelled to call in. Dr. Marlena Evans is too far wonderful a person to have put up with the defamatory remarks you've made about her. I've been delivering Dr. Evans' mail for 15 years, and not once has she seemed like she's possessed by the devil. Dr. Evans and Mr. Black leave a tray of home-baked cookies for me in their lobby every Christmas. Would someone possessed by the devil do something that sweet? Dr. Evans is by far my favorite customer. I spend at least 90% of my day thinking about Dr. Evans and her mail. Stop starting rumors about Marlena Evans or I'll tell her to sue you. 
Actually, I don't really talk to her. But I'll leave a note in her mailbox saying that she should sue you and that I love her. I do not take these threats lightly. I hope this is obvious, but I do not want to be sued by anyone. Please note, everyone listening out there, I am not here to drag anyone's name through the mud because I think it's a fun time. I do it because I'm a professional journalist seeking the truth. Part of my journalism creed is to ethically and responsibly report, taking the utmost care not to suppress essential facts or dis- Oh, shoot. Sorry. This mic keeps slipping out of my hands. This is Joe. Hi, Joe. It's Terry. Thompson, your boss. Oh, hey. Hi, Terry. Hi. Hi. Is is everything okay? When are you coming back? Oh, well, I took a leave of... Absence to work on your podcast. To, to find my mother. I know. I listen to your podcast. You do? Wow. Terry Thompson, award-winning journalist with her own very popular podcast, listening to my little podcast. That's... Wow. And you said you're a writer at WBEZ. Uh, no, I... You're not a writer at WBEZ. I didn't say I'm a writer at WBEZ. You did, Joe. Uh, I just told you I listened to your podcast. I didn't say I'm a writer at WBEZ. I said I am a writer and that I work at WBEZ. Well, you misled your listeners. How are they supposed to trust you if you... No, no, I... I, I said, I, I said, uh, you say, well, you're a receptionist at WBEZ. Correct. I am a receptionist at WBEZ and I'm a writer. Well, not at WBEZ. Overall in life, generally speaking, like day to day, what I, what, I, what I, I'm a writer. <sighs> okay, fine. When are you coming back? We have a temp and she's awful, polite, but terrible transferring calls to different extensions. We need you back. Well, that's so sweet, Terry, to to be needed. I choose bubblegum. Well, I hope to be back very soon. Bubblegum. She's a 25-year-old answering phones, chewing hubba bubba. I I need more time. All right, we'll give you more time. How's two days? How's two weeks? Fine, two weeks. But then I go to the recruiter for a new receptionist. No more temps. This girl wears smiley face slippers in the office. Understood. (laughs) Totally understood. I will be back in two weeks, no matter what. Great. Bye. Wait, wait, um, Terry, uh, since I have you on the line, do you mind? Can I ask your advice? I have five minutes before I schedule a phone call. I'm interviewing an anonymous source from the DA's office, assuming our temp doesn't accidentally hang up on them again. Oh, this won't take long. I wanted to ask you um, how you think my investigation is going so far. Is there anything that you think that I'm not doing right or that I'm missing. I think you're doing an adequate job. It's all very weird, isn't it? The possession component and the town. What the hell is wrong with that town? I mean, your podcast is borderline tabloid journalism, but at least I can follow the story. And there are emotional stakes for you finding your mother, which means there are emotional stakes for the audience. Personally, I would have cut the boyfriend thread, but that's because I don't relate to women who need men. Oh, thank you for your feedback. I am Mm. so honored that you, I mean, I so appreciate it. I have, I have one more quick question. Very quick. Um, if you were me and your mother went missing and you had this instinct that maybe she was alive somewhere in the world, you know, where would you look for her? 
Social media. Like it or not, everyone's on social media these days. Even my grandmother has a TikTok account. She raps while she cooks. I mean, it's cute, but it's a bit matriarchal for my taste. You prefer the patriarchy? Fundamentally, I'm egalitarian. Except when it comes to children. I don't have time for their nonsense. So, that phone call from my boss really raises the stakes, huh? I guess I have to wrap up this investigation in two weeks. No more slow burn. If I want to find out what happened to my mother, whether she's dead, alive, in a coma somewhere in the Canary Islands, or maybe even drugged to hell by the devil himself, I have to figure it out ASAP. No generational wealth over here. I need that receptionist job. I respect Terry Thompson so much. I mean, you just heard our conversation. We have a fantastic rapport. She's my mentor. And so I know that I need to take her advice seriously. But social media. <laughs> Do we really think that BB would go to all the trouble of making herself disappear, only to be found years later with a quick Facebook search? The idea is comical. But again, I respect Terry's advice. I mean, you heard our conversation. She's like a second mother to me. So I'm going to give it a try. Logging on to Facebook. I haven't been on here in a bit. Not since starting this podcast. Oh, I should make sure to mark myself as single again. I still haven't talked to Deb to break up with him, but he's more of an Instagram guy, so... Oof, this feed is full of GoFundMes for stray dogs. All right. Uh, Beatrice Kimball. Weird. There is a Beatrice Kimball on here. She's in Toronto. And her picture... Is, holy sh**. That's a picture of my mother. This profile is set to private, so... I can't see any of the other posts. I cannot believe someone is pretending to be my mother. Why would someone do something like that? Okay, I'm just going to message. Dear imposter, how dare you disrespect the memory of my mother with a fake account? Please take this down or there will be consequences. Sincerely, no, insincerely. No, that doesn't work either. Um, uh, hugs. Joe Kimball. Okay, so social media is a dead end. I'm going back to the Marlena idea. I just know that Marlena Evans has something to do with this. You've reached the tip line for the podcast episodical, The Search for B.B. Kimball. Please leave a message and we'll review your tip and respond if necessary. Thank you. Hey, Joe. My name's Phil. I'm the manager at Salem Pharmacy. Apologies for the noise. I'm in the middle of washing dishes with palm olive liquid dish soap. I'm not calling with a tip for you about your mother's disappearance, but I do have some advice. Be careful with what you say about Marlena Evans. This town is very litigious, and you're drifting into slander with all the stuff about Marlena having something to do with your mother's disappearance. Oh, oh, wow. 
My hands are so smooth. After using this palm olive liquid dish soap. Tough on grime, easy on your hands. Currently for sale at the pharmacy. I hope you find out what happened to your mom, Joe. And stop by the pharmacy for some coupons for palm olive. As I was sifting through the many voicemails defending Marlena Evans on my phone, uh, I discovered that Marlena's current housekeeper, Agatha, did indeed return my phone call. And she wants to meet up and share some information that she has about supposedly seeing my mother the day after BB disappeared. Okay, here you go. Flat white. Oh, mm, I love a flat white. <coughs> oh, wait. No, 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 no. I don't like this. Oh, did I mess up your order? That's a flat white. I wanted a cappuccino. Oh, I'm so sorry. I, we know yeah, I ordered ugh. a cap. Yeah. You don't have to drink it. I ordered a cappuccino ugh. for myself, but I haven't drunk it yet. So. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, yeah, totally. Take mine. Oh, thank you. Oh, uh, yes, this is, I love a flat white. Okay. Um, well, thank you so much for meeting with me, Agatha. Yeah, absolutely. When that woman at the book bin told me I may be helpful, I was hoping you'd call. Honestly, I'm surprised you agreed to meet up. Oh, why is that? Well, you work for Dr. Evans. A lot of people in this town are very protective of Marlena. Oh, that's because she's the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, she is, though. She's very kind and smart. And beautiful. She's the kind of woman that every man falls in love with and every woman wants to be and that men want to be and that women fall in love with. Dr. Evans is all the things to all the people. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's just get straight to it. Um, you, you say that you saw my mother the day after she supposedly disappeared. Yes, I did. I saw her. I was going into work. I was housekeeping for another couple in the building at the time. Um, oh, darn it. What were their names? Uh, mm, oh, that's going to bother me. I'll remember it like two tonight, you know, uh, it, and, and it doesn't matter. Okay. Um, they were, you know, just background noise. Anyways, your mother was exiting the elevator as I was parking in the garage. You're sure? Yeah, 100%. I remember it very clearly because it was very hot that day and the AC in my car broke and I was sweating under my bra. Hot? And when Wait, that hot? Starts... In January? Yeah. It was January? Yeah, this would have been January 16th, 1995. Yes, exactly. It was unseasonably warm for January. That's why I remember it. Okay. Uh, how did you know it was Beatrice? Who's that now? My mother. Oh, right. I, well, I saw her. I was parking my car. It was hot, like the boob sweat hot. And I heard the elevator doors open, looked up. Now I saw the most beautiful black woman. No, Agatha. No, my mother wasn't. Standing next to this white woman. And, and your mother was the, uh, the... She would have been the white woman. Yes, Exactly right. Your mother wasn't as memorable as the other woman because the other woman was so beautiful. Like she just the jawline. But anyways, I saw your mom the day after she disappeared. And what, I'm sorry. What was her name again? Beatrice Kimball. Yes. Right, 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 right. That was her. She looked like a Beatrice for sure. She had these piercing blue eyes. They were brown. That, but remember, it was hot and, you know, sometimes the heat changes a person's eye color, so. No, I don't think that's true. And she walked past my car and she waved to me. My mother waved to you. 
not your mother, the other woman. She was so beautiful. We dated uh, for like a few weeks after that. What was her name? It was, um, it was, it was what was her name? Oh, shoot. Uh, anyway, she broke up with me, long story short, said I was too wishy-washy. It was a weird thing to say, you know, and hurtful, because uh, I think I've always been very sturdy. Okay. Uh, uh, let's get back to my mother. Right. Yeah, of course. Let's get back to Brianna. Beatrice. Exactly. So your your mother looked scared, like someone is watching her. What makes you say that? Well, she seemed panicky. Also, that song, Somebody's Watching Me, was playing on the radio. Uh, okay. You, you know the one? I always feel like somebody's watching me. You know that song by Prince? I, I don't think that's a Prince song. And I was blasting it. And your mom made eye contact with me with those piercing blue eyes. Brown eyes. And she mouthed to me. What? Uh, Agatha, your your lips are moving, but I can't. I don't. I can't hear what you're saying. Because I was mouthing it. She she said, but mouthed it. Help! I'm being followed. She did. Wait, are, are you sure? Yeah, one hundred eighty percent sure. Eighty percent sure. Okay. Um. And then what happened? And then she was gone, and I went upstairs and ran into Dr. Evans in the hallway later that day, and she offered me the housekeeping position. And this all happened the day after my mother went missing. Yeah. I'll never forget the day I started working for Dr. Marlena Evans, June 16th, 1995. No, my my mother disappeared in January. Exactly right. I'll never forget January 16th, 1995. May I have that if you're not going to drink it? I thought you didn't want the flat white. Well, where'd you get that? I, I love the flat white. Memory is a funny thing. Shoot, I just realized I forgot to ask about the elevator Agatha saw BB exit from. John Black says BB walked out the back elevator, which is why her face wasn't captured on the camera in the lobby. But Officer Greer found permit records that the back elevator wasn't put in until years after BB disappeared, so she would have had to exit out the front. I'm I'm just going to text Agatha to see which elevator she saw BB come out of. Thinking back on my conversation with Agatha, I realize how frustrated I was. But that's only because the viability of memories are ephemeral, and they're subjective to the person recounting them. Agatha remembers things a certain way, but are those memories correct? Or have they been tampered with by the march of time? This all gets me to thinking about something that had never really occurred to me before. It's really hard to account for time in a detailed, accurate way. If I were to ask you where you were and who you saw nearly 30 years ago, would you really be able to remember? Try it. Think back to 1995, before smartphones, when the internet was pretty new. Now think about January 16th, 1995. What was the weather like? Was it snowing? Was it hot? Are you sure? Where did you go? Did you go to the store? Did you buy a compact disc? If so, which one? Why? Why not? Where were you? Who were you? Why were you? You get what I'm saying. The days of our lives are fleeting and eventually become a big mush of time with one day just blending into the next.
Okay, Agatha responded. She said, maybe it wasn't an elevator. Could have been stairs. <sighs> oh, yes, uh, this is a message for Josephine Kimber. My name is, uh, it doesn't matter what my name is. What you need to know is that I am, uh, the publicist for the Denmera family. I have been listening to your podcast, and I'm quite disappointed that there has been no mention of the great Stefano de Mera. God rest his wonderful soul. A handsome, brave man, who is most certainly dead, was a long-time love of Marlena Evans. In fact, moving forward, you should refer to Marlena and Stefano as soulmates, because they are, were, I mean were, now. Did Stefano kidnap Marlena multiple times over their relationship to remind her of the soulmate thing? Yes. Yes, he did. In today's world, kidnapping without consent is a no-no. But have some compassion. Those kidnappings happened 20, 30, 40 years ago. Before everyone was so sensitive. When I... I mean, <laughs> when Stefano... When Stefano kidnapped Marlena, it wasn't a crime. It was a romantic gesture. I've got on a track. Where was I? What did I call? Oh, yes, yes. I think you're giving way too much time to that rat bastard John Black. I'm here to set the record straight. Marlena loved Stefano deeply. And if it hadn't been for John Black, Marlena and Stefano would certainly have spent the rest of their lives together. Also... Stefano is dead, for sure. Nothing to see here. Move along, move along. This call cannot be traced. I am not in Santa Barbara. Do not look there. Do not look in Santa Barbara. Whatever you do, do not. I'm back in my hotel room reviewing all of the evidence I have so far. There's my mother's crucifix that Lori sent me after Bibi disappeared. Which has always been strange, since we know Bibi wasn't religious. And then there's the tape from the answering machine message that B.B. supposedly left Marlena. Who is it? Yeah, who is it? Look, I don't have time for pranks. Mom? Hiya, kid. This has been the penultimate episode of Episodical, The Search for B.B. Kimball. Please help spread the word about B.B. by rating and reviewing our podcast on Apple Podcasts. And please note, no devil worshippers were hurt in the process of recording Episodical.